light so far in Revelation, but we have um, hit a few bumps in the road along the way, but tonight is severe turbulence. Uh, we, we have gotten into the, the mix of things, and we are coming into the second half of the tribulation period, in second half, the, the last three and a half years, and we are uh, seeing some uh, uh, tremendous things uh, taking place, and um, I, I believe that you could say that uh, two, two things, this is judgment upon this earth and upon those who are unbelievers who have rejected God, and it's judgment on those who have rejected God's nation. And we're going to see that by the end of this. We'll, we'll find out all of that. But we have, we have come to the time where we are seeing that seventh seal um, being opened. So you have that scroll, remember, and it's all rolled up. And when you unroll it, you read what's in there. And, and in this case, we have the scroll. We have the seven seals that have sealed it. We have the seal of God that is the seal that's actually holding it. And and uh, what a magnificent chapter we had in chapter 5 where we saw that the Lamb of God is the one who is able to uh, open those seals. And, and so we have already seen six of those seals having been opened. And now we're coming to the last one, and, and we're going to see that seventh seal uh, that is opened. And it tells us here that in chapter 8 and verse 1, we, we find out, first of all, it says, And when he had opened the seventh seal, and so the Lamb of God, Jesus himself, had popped open that seventh seal, and the scroll is opened. And, and here we have, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. Now you have to remember how magnificent this would be. We have, uh, if you go back and, and start looking at what is uh, taking place here in, in, in the heavenly throne at this time, and you, you go back to chapter 4, and, and there we see that the four and twenty elders are uh, fall down and before him that sat on the throne and worship him who liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne and and it tells us that they are saying thou art worthy O Lord to receive glory and honor and power for thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they are and were created and and so you have verse 8 in that same chapter 4 that you have the four beasts the four angels that have the six wings and full of eyes within and they Rest not day or night, it says, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And then you get over into chapter 5, and, and here it, see, it shows us that all the hosts in heaven is singing out in verse 12 and saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing and and it says, in every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth, as such are in the sea and all that are in them, heard I saying, blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And so we see all of these things taking place. And, and now we get into chapter 6. And here in chapter 6, we see the seals are 
are being broken open. And, and here in verse 1, we have the noise of thunder that's taking place. And, and I do not believe that even in all of this, I do not believe that any of the praise has stopped from those who are in heaven. And, and so we have the, the majestic sound of millions upon millions, if not billions of believers through all of the ages that are there who are praising and worshiping God and singing His praises. And, and, and now we have the, the loud thunders of, of, the, uh, of the judgments that are coming. And, and we see those judgments taking place here in, in chapter 6 and, and the voices. And verse 10, it says, And they cried with a loud voice. Uh, here we see that uh, it tells us in verse 9, When he had opened the fifth seal, I saw unto the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Those are the, those believers that trust Christ during the tribulation period. And, and it's those who are going to die horrific deaths as believers. And they are going to call on Jesus and trust him. And, and they're, they're not going to take the mark of the beast. They're not going to be able to buy food. They're not going to be able to get a job. They're not going to be able to, to walk in public and show themselves in public because of the hatred that is going on in, 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 that, in our world at that time. And many of them are going to die of starvation. Many of them will die of famine and disease. And many of them will, will be killed and lose their heads or killed in, in all other kinds of vicious fashions. And, and here it tells us that they have been delivered into heaven. And it's there that they're at the altar of God and they're praying out and crying out to God, How long, O oh Lord, are you going to allow this to go? And when are you going to avenge us? And when are you going to, to take over? And, and what we think is evil today is in nothing comparison to what is going to be taking place during this tribulation period. I mean, evil will be rampant in all ways. The Holy Spirit has been pulled back, and the Holy Spirit is in heaven. There is no restraining of evil. The only way that people are alive during that way, during this time, is like the 144,000 Jews in chapter 7 that, that are sealed by the hand of God, and, and, he, and he will not allow anyone to touch them. And, and so those 144,000 are preaching the gospel and telling people to trust Jesus, and many are trying to kill them, and God will not allow that to happen. And so you have that going on, and you have in heaven all these that are praising and worshiping God, and then you have those that are at this altar, and they're crying out, uh, Lord, their blood is the, our blood is on their hands, and when are you going to do that? And all this noise, and, and then all of a sudden, the whole the host in heaven are looking, and, and the lamb is standing there, and he pulls off that seventh seal, and he opens it, and there is nothing but silence for half an hour. I mean, to think of the awe that must be taking place at this time, and there have, there have been some uh, terrific things that have taken place by this time. We already know that in this day and age, that if it happens, that over 2 billion people have already lost their lives many of them being believers, and, and, and we know that there has been some horrific things as we have seen in the, the, the white horse representing the, the, the Antichrist who has come and conquered many of these countries already, and, and we see that the red horse is the, the, the one that represents the war, and, and many people are going to die through these wars, and, and the third one we see the 
black horse representing the, the famine that is going to take place and no food and people are going to be starving to death. And then we see the pale horse that has come and death and hell follow him and people die from the sword, they die from hunger, they die from the uh, death which is a, a pestilence that comes through and, with the, and even the beasts of the earth will be killing people during this time and all this horrific things that have gone on and, and all of heaven knows that that isn't all that's going to take place. And they see this scroll being opened, that seventh seal being taken off and the Lamb of God and there is nothing but silence in expectation of reverence and I think of fear of what is going to happen on this earth. Can I tell you as I read this and, and I give thought to what chapter 8 is, is going to reveal to us, there isn't anyone sitting here that wants to go through this. There isn't anyone sitting here that would want your loved ones to go through this. And oh, how we need to understand that even as I said this morning, how, how, how truly available salvation is to everyone. You know, I find it interesting, and I know it's just a spiritual battle, and I know people don't understand, and that's why they get angry, and maybe they get angry when you start mentioning religion, or I shouldn't even say religion, but when you start sharing faith with people, and, and, and you just start, I, look, I, I see people get mad at me when I just tell them I'm a pastor, and, and I'm way past being offended by that. I kind of find it fun, and I'll push it further, you know, let's make them a little more uncomfortable, you know? And so, but, you know, you have people who, who get angry over you just sharing your faith. My, my son-in-law, uh, I love Matt, and one of the things Matt loves is that, that kid loves knives. And he, he has a collection of knives, and, 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 all, and he'll tell you what kind of steel they are. He tells you what the handles are made of, and, and, and he loves those. And he, and he told me he's, he's a part of this group on Facebook where all these guys, they're, they're showing their knives that they have, and they're, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm one of those, I'm, I'm on one of those crazy Facebook groups that uh, shows off their watches, which there are some people that have some really cool watches out there, you know, and so, uh, yeah, some of us are old and boring, okay, Kenzie, all right, don't be judgy, <laughs> and so, but he told me, you know, Matt gets on there, and, and and they, they talk about everyday carry, and, and so they just share what they're carrying for the day, you know, and people are talking about their knives, and it's interesting. But Matt, uh, I love what Matt does. He puts it on there, but a lot of times he puts his Bible on there with it and has it open to a verse, or he says something about it and always brings God into the subject. And, and he told me, he said he's had a couple of guys sending him a private message telling them that he, they are offended by him sharing his faith. And... And I, and I think of that, and y you know what? We, we just have to get to the point where we need to love them enough that we keep telling them the truth because this isn't what they want to go through. You know, they can think that they're all-powerful and very strong, and, and they can think that there's going to come a day when they're going to stand there and they're going to shake their fist at God and they're going to spit in his face, but I'm going to tell you they're all wrong in their thinking. And it isn't going to happen and they're going to find out that they have made a decision with eternal consequences. And oh, how patient we need to be with people and loving 
and tell them because what is getting ready to take place is spectacular and it's horrible at the same time. And it tells us that in this silence then that it seems that whenever he opens this scroll then what we see in that seventh seal then are the seven angels and the seven trumpets. And so we have the second part of the judgment that's coming and I saw the seven angels and they were standing which stood before God and to them which were given seven trumpets. These trumpets are going to represent an instrument of judgment. And it says, and another angel came, another just like them. So now we have the eight, eight angels here and, and you still have the four angels around the throne. You have the, you have the four angels that are standing on the north, south, east, and west and and uh, uh, the ones that were holding back the winds and all of that. I mean, you have all of these angels that are being involved in this, and and this and another angel came and stood at the altar, and it seems like it's the altar that was mentioned back here in chapter 6 and, and verse 9 where we had read about those that had been slain, and when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God, and and that altar seems to represent the, the, the prayer altar the, where all the prayers from the believers are being sent up to God. And, and uh, uh, here we see that talking about that altar, it seems to be. And so, and he stood at the altar and he having a golden censer. And, and the censer is, is that, uh, I don't, you know, instrument that he would hold. And he'd hold it out and light it and then hold it and the smoke would... Uh, burn the in and the fire would burn the incense and that and we know all throughout scripture that incense represented the prayer of saints always has from day one when when God instituted the mosaic law we know that the smoke always represented the 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 prayers of the saints and so here he has this uh, golden censer that was given unto him and was given unto him much incense seems to me that it represents the many prayers of all of those saints, especially those of the tribulation period that have been saved to this part, that in order that or that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints. Now, it's not in here, but it's all the saints. It's very restrictive, and so it does seem to be representing the prayers of those specific tribulation saints, those who had died I, I can't imagine the horrific deaths that they must face. I mean, to, to, to put it lightly here, there is nothing in society that has been as wicked as what we will see here. And there has been much wickedness take place in this world. And it will not compare to what we're going to see take place here. And so it tells us that prayers of all saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne... And the smoke of the incense, which came with the prayers of the saints, ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. You know, I, I see two instruments of judgment here. I, I see the trumpets are an instrument of judgment announcing the, the, the horrific judgment that's coming upon them. And, and we're going to see them uh, sound off here in a moment. But also I see another instrument of judgment are the believers, those saints who have gone through this <laughs> horrific time of their lives praying out and calling out to God to bring retribution upon them 
And so the angel took the censer and filled it with the fire of the altar and cast it into the earth. And so now he took and cast it into the earth, and when he did so, there were voices. I believe these are the voices that are upon earth. I believe that whenever he throws those ashes and those coals and the censer and all that it represents and it lands upon earth, people start talking. What is going on? We, we, we've been through some horrific things here, and, and it's amazing to me how blinded some are, and even still yet they will deny what's taking place. But, oh, there will be voices that are going to be talking, and there are going to be many that are going to be asking and, 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 and questioning what is getting ready to happen, and, and there's going to be great thunderings, as it says, and, 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 and lightnings, and, 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 and again, I mean, you look at this, and th- these are going to be storms, horrific storms, that nothing that we have ever seen before. I mean, I think about how loud some of these storms have been, and, and we think about some of these, uh, I watch sometimes on YouTube, the E5 tornadoes that, that have uh, come through our country, and I think the last E5 was the one that went through Moore, Oklahoma, and, and we, were, we were on the road when that thing went through Moore, Oklahoma, and, and I know it was Moore, Oklahoma, because we have friends who passed through there, and people were killed, and and the devastation of an E5 tornado and, and all the craziness that happened with that. And, and then living in North Carolina, we, we saw much of the, the uh, leftovers of some of the hurricanes that went through uh, that coast. And, and you see the devastation that it brings. And, and, you know, I'm telling you, there's been times here even when you, you had the thunder and the lightning hit so close it rattles everything. And it still will not compare to the thunderings and the lightnings and the earthquake, an earthquake. And here we, we think of this, and the earth itself is quivering and shaking over trying to hold the weight of all this sin-cursed world. And it tells us, in the seven angels, which had the seven trumpets, prepared themselves to sound. I, I, the, the anxiousness of people, and, and you... I, I mean, you think about today, and, and you think about the anxiety of people today and the anxiousness of people today. You know, there are people all over, whether they're saved or not, just there, there's so many that you can talk to, and they just feel like something is coming, you know, and, and, and they're stressed out, and they're angry, and, and people are short when it comes to their temperament, and they're questioning a lot. You know, there, there's been a lot of people that, that have have uh, been living a good life because we've pretty much lived in ease in this country for years and years and everybody's just bebopping along and minding their own business and so caught up in themselves that they don't think about anything else going on and now all of a sudden the economy is tanked and gasoline's high again food is crazy the interest rates are nuts and the politicians are raising their taxes and I mean, you have all of these, you know, the stressors that uh, you, you have all of these things that are, that are going on and, and, and there's this anxiousness and it will not compare to the anxiousness of what's getting ready to happen here. Everybody in heaven is listening and waiting and watching and there stand the angels ready to go. And the first angel sounded and there followed hail and fire 
mingled with blood. I don't understand that. I really don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. Some, some say because of the earthquakes that this is the second great earthquake we've had, okay? This isn't the first disturbance. And, and we have, you know, there's, there are all kinds of fires, I'm sure, from that. And you have all this craziness going on. There's pollution in the air like we've never seen before. And uh, Al Gore is really going to be upset about Mother Earth when he sees this all going on. <laughs> and, 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 and if it's in this day and age, he'll probably see all of that. And unless he changes his mind and changes his, his outlook on Christ. But some say that it, as the hail comes through the atmosphere, that it gathers up the ashes and it's kind of a blood red color. But I, I, I don't know. I just see God doing certain things that uh, you're not going to be able to explain it other than that's God. And can you imagine great hailstones that are on fire? Only God could do that. I mean, I think about how he lapped up the water around the altars of, of Baal and, and, and uh, Elijah was there and watched God lap up the water like it was gasoline. And here we see that this hail will rain down upon them and, and they were cast upon the earth and the third part of the trees was burnt up and all green grass was burnt up. So now think about that in just one hailstorm we have a third of the trees and a third of the grass is gone. Think about what that would do. Think about, I, I, don't, I don't know, I mean, I, I guess maybe we wouldn't need to produce as much oxygen when we already had two billion people killed, but, but uh, here we have the, the trees are gone. We have, the, we have no lumber. You're, how are you going to rebuild? You, you talk about how tight it was during COVID and you couldn't find stuff or you had to pay some extravagant uh, uh, cost for even just plywood or two by fours or whatever, uh, and, and and here we see no trees. And so, how are they going to be manufacturing things to where they can rebuild? And and then you have the grass is gone, and and now you start thinking about all the animals that are going to die. Boy, we we really are weak because you think about it in our country out here in eastern Colorado, it doesn't take but about one one or two summers and and dry it all up, and nothing during the winter, and our cattle will starve to death. It doesn't take long, and, and how in the world, or why in the world, would we want to deny God? But here we see that a third part of this is all burned up. That's in just the first trumpet. The second angel sounded, as it were, a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea, and a third part of the sea became blood. Only thing I can think of, and commentators would would somewhat agree with this it sounds to me like it's some kind of a volcano and the whole mountain explodes and it lands in the sea now i don't know if if he's in general terms if if he's being specific that it's just one sea or or if there is, is one that's so large that that it affects all of the sea or or at least a third part of it because here it tells us that burning with fires cast in the sea and a third part of the sea became blood. And the third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died and a third part of the ships were destroyed. I mean, the economy is tanking. And, and the, the atmosphere is going crazy. And you have, uh, how many people died from the hailstones? How many animals died? We know that the trees died and the grass died and 
Many people are going to die through all of that. Now we have, it sounds like it's probably a volcano that has, has destroyed much of the, the life and the creatures that are in the sea. And, and then a third angel sounded and there fell a great star from heaven burning as it were a lamp and it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters. Now, I, I, I watched some stupid movie this week. I don't even remember the name of it, but um, it, it was about some meteor that comes and hits the earth and, and, and only these people that, oh, it's called Greenland. Uh, and I'm not saying, I'm not recommending it, okay? But the first question that came to my mind, they all fly to, they all want to get to Greenland because Greenland is where we have all of these bunkers set up for uh, if there's ever a nuclear war, that this is a place where uh, more likely that you're going to live because nobody lives there. Well, that's what I say. But and who wants to live through this and have to live in Greenland? You know, so uh, anyway, they all, they all go, that's where they have to get to, you know, and, and the government decides who's essential, and those are the ones that have a pass to get there and, you know, and all of that. And I wonder if that was, a, and I asked this before, I wonder, though, if President Biden would be considered essential by the rest of his cohorts. Hmm. I'm just asking trying to make a little light of this because this is pretty heavy stuff, all right? <laughs> but that great star from heaven, and then, so I watched that, right? And that just, I was bored, and, and my wife did not waste her time and watch it with me. She sewed or something, you know? But then I read today, I think it was on Breitbart News or something, that there is a comet. Did anybody read this today? There is some kind of a comet that is huge. Like, like, what did they say? Five times bigger than Mount Everest. That's buzzing along, and, and NASA is telling us that, hey, don't worry. It's not going to hit Earth, but in April, we should be able to, with a naked eye, see it go by. And I thought, you know what? Is, is God not giving us a shot over the bow? I, is he not telling us to wake up? I mean... We do understand that that stuff that's flying around in orbit at so many hundreds of thousands of miles per hour, all God has to do is go, Doop. you know, and here it goes. I, I mean, I, I think of that, and, and here, look at this, a great star uh, from heaven, burning as it were a lamp, and it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters. And the name of the star is called Wormwood, and Wormwood it is poisonous and it bitter and it's bitter and it poisons water and third part of the waters became wormwood and many men died of the waters because they were made bitter poisoned the waters and the fourth angel sounded and a third part of the sun was smitten and third part of the moon and third part of the stars so as the third part of them was darkened and the day shone not for a third part of it and the night likewise I, I i don't know that that just seemed we just had an eclipse the other day was that weird or what i um, mean you're outside and it was just i never looked up i, I just was i, I don't I, I was trying to we were getting the sprinkler blown out you know we, we had more important things than to think it was the end of day so had to get my sprinkler blown out before jesus comes and so but the 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 eclipse and, and you think about these days and and some say that it, it may, and and there's a lot of speculation on this but 
Some say that the star will be hidden because of all of the uh, all of the pollution caused by the fires, the volcano, the earthquake, the I, I mean, all the devastation, and, and we're not talking about just centralized. It's all over, and a third part of the world is being destroyed here, guys. And 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 you think of you, you think about the fires that took place in Canada, and all the 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 smoke inhalation that came down here, and and with Canada being so liberal and Greenpeace and tree lovers and all of that, we should sue them for uh, I don't know a gazillion dollars that we can put on our debt and give it to China. And so, but we have all of this trash going on and all the smoke and all the pollution. And, and can you not see, though, that this is what they're going to say? And, and you're going to have people stand up and say, hey, believe the science. It's going to be okay. Don't, don't think about this. And, and there is a natural explanation for all of this. And there's no reason to be fearing. And, and then you have this 144,000 that over here is preaching and telling you, repent and trust Jesus. And, and they can't touch them, but those that do repent and they do trust Jesus, then we need to shut them up. And so they kill them in any way that they can. And all this devastation continues to take place. And then there's a pause. And I beheld and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven. And the midst of heaven means mid-heaven, uh, uh, mid you might say. And it's, it's noon, okay? It's high up in the sky. And that's what he's talking about here. And, and this angel is high up in the sky. And, and he's flying through the midst of heaven. And, and this tells us that those, those angels are quite a bit more powerful than we are, okay? Here he is flying through the earth. And, and what is he doing? But he's pronouncing three more woes to come. He says, woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels which are yet to sound. Oh, there will be those who, who will deny this and there will be those that are trying to get on the news and tell you, hey, don't you worry, everything is going to be okay and, and we've, we've now gotten rid of, uh, of much of the population so we can be we, we can grow back and be healthier now and, and, and don't be thinking about these things being supernatural or, or from God. And, and then somebody shut up those 144,000, would you? And nobody can shut them up. And so they're murdering those others and they're killing all of those. You have, the, you, you have now, the, uh, during this time, we're going to see that all of this devastation is taking place. And, and now we have the Antichrist who's going to step up and say, no longer are you going to worship God, but you are going to worship me. And all of this will come down to the final destruction of all the unbelievers. A powerful, magnificent judgment upon this earth for their rejection of Jesus and their rejection of the glorious nation of Israel that God has chosen. And they will be destroyed. And our loved ones that choose not to believe us and choose to continue to live in their pride or their arrogance or, you, you know what, worse yet, and, and I know they still have to make up their own mind, but worse yet is, they, is if they watch your life and they see that you are a hypocrite. And they say, I don't want anything that that guy has because nothing in his life is real or genuine. 
you know what? We better get things right in our lives. And we better be sincere and make sure that, I'm not saying we live perfectly, but let us make sure that we're living in the way that God will be honored. And let's make a difference in people's lives while we have a chance. That day is coming. And even if those belie- even if those family members and loved ones end up trusting Christ during the tribulation period, what a horrific thing they'll have to go through. I'm praise the Lord that we are saved from the wrath to come. Do you know Jesus today? We'll make certain of it. And you you can say, Yes, I know Christ is my Savior. Then praise the Lord for that. How about the rest of your family? Do they know Christ as their Savior? If not, start talking to them. Start praying for them if you haven't been. Start witnessing and loving them and showing them in a kind way that they too need to deal with their sin just like you have and trust Christ as your Savior. Nothing better. Nothing better than knowing that we're saved, we have an eternal home in heaven, that we are saved from the wrath to come, and we are saved from his eternal judgment. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you search the hearts here tonight. Lord, if there be one that's never trusted you as their Savior, that tonight they would call on you, realizing the glorious freedom that we have when we come to you with nothing to offer but our sinful selves. And by faith, we trust in that glorious sacrifice that Jesus made for us on that cross of Calvary. And Father, he took away your wrath and he died for the sins of the world. And then he showed us that he was gone by raising again that third day and sent it into heaven, showing us that his work is complete. And so, Lord, I pray that each and every person sitting here has placed their faith in that that saving work of Christ and that only. And Father, I pray that you stir in our hearts as believers to talk to our loved ones, to talk to our family, to talk to our coworkers and our neighbors and make sure that they have that opportunity and understand that they too need to trust Jesus as their Savior and be prepared. And so, Lord, I pray that you will stir in hearts And I pray that you bring a great revival in the hearts of believers and that through that we'll just see a wave of people come to trust you as their Savior and follow you and be disciples that are faithful and honoring and true to you. Lord, we thank you for your word. And God, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for that day to come when there will be true, perfect judgment. And Lord, I pray that you will be honored and glorified through all of that. And I pray that until then, that you will be honored and glorified in my life and in the lives of each one who's sitting here. Help us, Lord, to be faithful and true to you. Lord, we love you. We pray your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Please, that that invitation never ceases. If you need to talk to me after service or... Come see me this week. Call me. I'll be happy to help you any way that I can. God bless you guys. You're dismissed.